Hey, Wonderfuls, welcome to episode 532 of the JV Club with my awesome guest, Caitlin Cook. I am so excited for you to meet Caitlin if you are not already familiar with her work. And for those of you who have the opportunity, I want to strongly encourage you to head over to the Soho Playhouse off-Broadway to see Caitlin's bathroom. It's basically a one-woman bathroom graffiti musical. It's called Writing on the Stall. We definitely talk about it a bunch more in the episode, but uh, because this episode is coming out when it is, I feel like you might have a chance to jump in there real quick before uh, it closes, unless it gets extended, which I certainly hope it does. So hope everyone is doing well. Check out this episode with Caitlin, and I'll talk to you next week. Fall, late summer, yes. September sultry. Yeah. You know, it's been a weird summer, uh, mostly because I'm doing an off-Broadway run that just opened last week. So yeah, I know it. I um, know it. It's been a summer of work, not a summer of yeah. play necessarily. Um, yeah. And I'm really looking forward to like having a somewhat more relaxed fall after this run is over. Yeah. Well, congratulations. I'm glad we got this in um, right after you open since you're yes. my first uh, you're, you're my first official guest post my Boys of Summer series. Oh, my God. Uh, which I only do in the summer. And will you tell I guess, you know what? Usually I wait to dig into any um, promos a little bit later in. I would love for you to just because the and I mean, I am so sad that I'm not going to be able to see it live. Um, conceptually, I could not be on more, more on board with. <laughs> with the show that you're doing um so will you please tell people uh so they can start we can infest their brains with the idea of them needing to go now and then we can return to it later in the podcast sure um so i've been obsessed with bathroom graffiti for a long time and i've been photographing it for about a decade i'm also a musician and comedian and so about five years ago i had the idea of turning the things I'd been photographing in bathrooms into lyrics of songs. And the first one I ever did did so well that I was like, huh, I'm there's something here that people uh-huh. are tapping into. And I feel like I could write a whole musical. I feel like I could write a song that's men's versus women's stalls. I could write a song that's called Conversations with Strangers, where people are responding to each other on the wall. I could write a song of all the sad, poetic things. I could write a song of all the horrible, awful, bullying things. And so I wrote a one-woman musical that is literally set in a dive bar bathroom. There's a toilet on stage. I treat the audience like we're women, like sort of like bonding and trauma dumping in a bathroom. Uh And... um, (laughs) There's eight different songs in the show and it's all bathroom graffiti and yeah, it just uh, it just opened at Soho Playhouse, which is like where Fleabag was and the net was and I'm there telling illustrated dick jokes. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really fun oh, and um, really confessional and um, it's just a, been a blast to do so far. I could not be more on board for this. Um, I You're a woman after my own heart. Uh, <laughs> I will say that you have successfully captured the love of uh, bathroom graffiti in a more professional and cool way than it ever occurred to me to do. But um, 
I shot this pilot with uh, Rhett Miller from the old 97s oh, yeah. like uh, a few years ago uh-huh. in Philly. And the whole idea was like we were, we were trying to pitch. It was a tough sell. We were trying to pitch like a uh, green room music venue makeover mm-hmm. show with the two of us as hosts. Totally. Um, and so every uh, every episode even just in the pilot we were able to do it like three times we had like a dick counter um <laughs> to show how many dicks we could count in just the green room on in the graffiti alone and it was always that. like upwards of 20 it was There's like god people so love drawing dicks many. so much i should count how many dicks are in my show but there's some really great illustrated ones uh there's like a beautifully detailed illustrated cowboy dick and a ninja <laughs> it a dick. It's dick. got a cowboy hat on, and it's smoking a cigarette, <laughs> and it's got spurs, and I love him. Is the cigarette going into the penis hole? No, the penis hole and like the head is part of the cowboy hat, and then he okay, just has okay. a face, and he's like smoking no, a okay, cigarette. Got it. I got it. So he's a hu- he's a human dick. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> In a sense. Amazing. Yes. In a different sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, very very satisfying. Um, well, congratulations on that. Um, Thank you. I yeah I I um, I feel a, a real bitterness that I'm not going to be in New York. It bothers me. Where um, are so you? Are you in L. A. I'm in L. A. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. Probably are you going to do it in L. A. Yeah. I grew up in yes. L. A. And so I'm going to tour it a bit in the fall and uh, early winter, and then I'm filming it um, in the early winter. So yeah, it should oh, be great around a little great, bit great, sooner. great. Yeah. And I want to give you a special shout out for just segueing into where you grew up. That is ah, so yeah. kind of you. <laughs> what a wonderful gift you've given me. There you go. Um, grew up in as in went to high school? All yes. The way through high school? I mm-hmm. lived, I grew up in LA. Um, I was born uh, there and I left when I was 18 and I haven't lived there since, but I spent my entire childhood uh, just south of West Hollywood in like the Grove Beverly yeah. uh, Center area. Okay. All right. Great. You know, the, you so you, that was answering my next question, which was sometimes when we say LA, mm-hmm. we, we don't mean, mean LA, but La Crescenta, yes. or we mean, yeah, um, for just to, to take it easy on people who don't know the area very well. But you really are. You're in the heart of the beast. Yes. Heart of the beast. Yes. My mom went to Hollywood High School. Uh, my grandparents had a house in the Hollywood Hills. Um, and I grew up in like, uh, I think I was, yeah, I was born uh, in Miracle Mile and was there until I was like five. And then we bought, my parents bought the house and fixed it up from, it was just so dilapidated and they fixed it up. And now it's just this beautiful house in this neighborhood that's like come up around it. But growing up, it was the sort of like family neighborhood where um, you would like be on your little razor scooters until the street lights came on and made friends with all the neighborhood kids. And it was really kind of a nice little enclave in the middle of a major city. Oh, sure. Would you walk place? I mean, you know, razor scooters, uh, notwithstanding, yeah. everyone loves to make the joke that no one walks in LA, which isn't really true. Um, I we're did, pretty though. good about walk. Yeah, right. Yeah. I and mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we're pretty good at walking in our own neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, I have extended that far past the point of reason and now insist on walking almost everywhere if I can somehow spare the time. Yes. Um, very stubbornly, having lived in San Francisco for so many years, mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm a walker. But um, but there are so many little communities like that. Like you were definitely nearby a lot of stuff that's actually like quite fun and mm-hmm. easy to get to as a young person. Totally. Junior I high felt high school, like. very lucky that like by the time malls were the places to hang out in like I could walk to the Beverly Center or the Grove which had just been built and the Grove is like 
in in the middle of the farmer's market, which was like even bigger back then. And so and like now when I visit, I can walk to like Jones on third and like there are polka dots and moonbeams. And there's a couple things like on those streets that feel like great. I don't have to get into a car and I can just like be in my little neighborhood and it feels good. Absolutely. And are you in uh, New York City proper? Or are you in a, I'm in a Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the thing, depending on where you are, feels not unlike certain walkable areas of LA in terms of just like yeah. great communities. Like you sort of I know, love it here. Love places. I've been here since 2014. Um, and I ride my bike everywhere. And um, yeah, I just I love New York. Um it's took a while to <laughs> get used to it, but um, now I'm I, f- I feel like I'm a lifer here now. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Do you def- do you find yourself defending uh, L.A. when New Yorkers are, are shitty about it, or are you like no. uh, like nudging like, <laughs> yeah, buddy, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't. I've had I've learned to love L.A. and or love visiting now. Um, I really uh, struggled with it. Um, for a long time Mm. and I knew I wanted to leave like when I was a teenager and I went to college in Ohio and then I went and lived in the UK for a while and I lived in Chicago but it took it was hard for me to go visit and now it's easier and I found my places and my people and things I like to do but I certainly am not someone who's like defending it from abroad (laughs) (laughs) what uh what about it and you don't have to necessarily know the answer to this like because it's interesting, you know, we, I've had so many conversations with people who uh, who I've had certainly conversations with people who are from L.A. and stayed in L.A. because they had the experience of like, I knew I wanted to be in this business and why I don't need to go anywhere else. Um, but then obviously L.A. is a place that a lot of people gravitate towards away from what they perceive to be a, a city or a town that they just need to kind of get away from or, mm-hmm. you know, it's not it doesn't it, there's not enough there or whatever. Um did what was it about LA that like teenage you was like uh uh-uh. uh like I'm ready I'm going to be I'm 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 clock watching a little bit on on getting yeah. somewhere different I think um I think I really I mean I think being a middle schooler and a high school girl is so hard anywhere and I yeah. think in LA in particular it was very catty um Ugh. and um there were a lot of girls that wanted to be models or actresses or in the entertainment industry. And at the time, I was devel- de- developing pretty debilitating stage fright. And so mm. I like was up against that as like part of the culture. And then I was up against just like kind of, yeah, bitchy girls and mm. and the like gossipiness of high school. And then I also like, I didn't love driving. And I talk about this a little bit in my, uh, in my graffiti show actually, but I got into a pretty traumatic car accident when I was 17. So then I was mm. like, I don't wanna live in a city where I have oh, to have sure. a car oh my or I God, have to be in a car. Um, and then and then it was hard to, to come back and visit. But eventually I like, I drive now and uh, I've gotten over a lot of my driving anxiety and like I've now that I'm in the this comedy and music world I have like a lot of friends obviously who have um, who have moved to LA post New York or Chicago or anywhere and um, I get to see them and I get to do shows and I get to like be in the creative field and not have to deal with my stage fright anymore so I like I really have found a love of it and um, my family is still there and my partner's family is he also grew up in well 
not LA proper. He grew up in Agora Hills, but um, he his family's there. And so like, there is a funny pressure to like move closer to home. And like, hmm. I have as the years gone on, like, I've always really repped California. I love California as a state. And like, I found ways to love LA. And I've like, even considered like, would I be able to move back and like, develop um, uh, like an even bigger community than I already have when I visit and like obviously there's more space and you can have a yard and all of that um, but I think for the most part yeah those years as a teenager just like really put oh, a dude. bitter taste in my mouth I do not blame you for a second that is one of the main I, I didn't move here till I was almost you know I was in my late 20s and mm-hmm. so um, and I resisted moving here for a long time before that because my perception of like what it would be like to be a young woman yeah (laughs) in the in this in this city uh in certain pockets um seemed incredibly stressful and depressing Mm -hmm. so I cannot tell you how much I empathize with like the the whole idea of what you described is exactly what I would have said as a teenager myself. I would have been like, this is what I imagine L.A. would be like to be a teenage girl. Unfortunately, you have made that that stereotype completely real for me. So, yeah, I mean, not everyone had that experience. Like I was lucky enough in that, like my best friend and I went to preschool together and then never the same school again. So like she Mm. had a very different experience than I did, as did some of my friends that we met at like summer camps or like ballet class or musical theater camp. Um, And a lot of my friends have stayed in L.A. and really, really love it. And for me, I think it was just like there were enough moments of like, oh, cool, that girl who like said a lot of snide things and kind of bullied me is like plastered all over like Ew, Abercrombie and no. Fitch or like oh, that's so those gross. kind of things where you're seeing people get oh, rewarded for terrible. behavior that you yes. like really wish they wouldn't but also like it's kind of oh. like that's how life works so maybe oh, you get to learn God. it early I don't know I know, <laughs> I know. oh that sucks mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure anyone listening to this who had that experience like, it's so visceral. Like, it's so uncomfortable and visceral. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just... And, and and my experience even being in my late 20s, like, I got into a relationship with someone who had been in L.A. much longer and had dated people who were, like, would show up on a billboard. Yeah. And there was that feeling of, like, oh, this is what I'm doing now. <laughs> like... Yeah. I'm, I'm confronted with someone else's romantic past on a regular basis this summer because mm-hmm. of like a giant billboard. And it was if you have not lived in that world, that is a trip, you know, I it's mean, it's just so wild. It, it really is like larger. It's literally mm-hmm. larger than life. You know what yeah. I mean? Wow. Yeah, it's so okay. crazy. I have a friend like anyone in the entertainment industry has like encountered this issue at some point. Like I've had friends that like a song was written about them and then that was blowing up and they'd have to listen to it (laughs) everywhere. Or like, I just had a friend go through a breakup that was like a 10 year relationship. And then he got cast in this TV show that they were advertising like right outside her apartment. (gasps) And like, it's such a silly, such a peculiar, uh, so bizarre. Like, oh, remember how you were nervous because you might run into someone you dated at a bar? Well, Mm -hmm. imagine that you don't have a choice because you are going to see them on your way to work and they're 50 feet tall. It's like you can't block (laughs) them on Instagram of your real life (laughs) that is that's very very wacky were you um were you dating in high school were you uh a little bit yeah I was I was pretty nerdy me I had like one friend in high school I mean I had other friends but like I my best friend from high school and I are still really really close and we sort of just were like we don't really like this and we're just gonna hang out with each other and um 
And we were pretty nerdy. We would like on Friday nights, all of like we would hear about parties and we'd be like, well, we're not invited. So I think we'll just bake brownies and like watch Sex in the City. <laughs> and like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which um, sounds we had so a much better time. than going to a high school party. Too. Yeah, we still do this because she just she moved to Bushwick um, near I live in bed um, so she lives like a 15 minute bike right away and we'll still oh, yeah. she's pregnant right now. And so we'll have like we'll bake uh, brownies and like watch movies yes. from our childhood. We just watched She's the Man. Classic movie. Um, yeah. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah. So I like there were people I had crushes on. But like because I wasn't going to a lot of the like parties or social events like where you end up hooking up and um, making out and all that kind of stuff. I didn't really have a real boyfriend. I had like middle school boy- boyfriends. I didn't really have a real boyfriend until... I was 17 um, and that was someone from a different school. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Did you guys meet? How did you guys meet? So my uh, oldest friend, uh, her name is Sammy. Um, she and I met in preschool and had she was the one that I was saying we've never gone to the same school before. Yeah. So she went to like the premier prep L.A. high school, Harvard Westlake. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to go with her to like her high school parties, which were wild because sometimes they'd be at someone's house where you'd be like, that's a Grammy sitting there or like that's that's a, a Kandinsky on the wall. Like, yeah, you know, uh, the kids are very successful, famous, wealthy people. Um, yeah. But she had like a very fun group of friends that um, were mostly guys and we would mostly just like play board games till 4 a.m. or like drive to the dunes and like set off illegal fireworks or like uh-huh. very silly uh, teenager things in L.A. And one of her friends was uh, my first boyfriend. Uh, his name is Harley. Harley. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a fun name. Please yeah. tell me that he's Hollywood style named after Harley Davidson. I don't know if they did, actually. I never... I don't know if I ever asked his parents. I think his mom was like, you'll have to ask his father. And then like, I just never did. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't either. I, think. <laughs> I was like, okay. I think if I were a teenager and one of the parents was like, that's not a story for me to tell. Yeah, Please I was like, I ask the other parent. in there. <laughs> okay. And so uh, I enjoy the nerdiness very much. Um, anyone listening to this knows, like, I feel like, you know, by self-selection, so many of my guests kind of fall more into that category totally um at that at this at this formative age and especially the funny ones um <laughs> so I'm I'm wondering if you were like a good student if you you know part mm-hmm. of part of so okay so you were a good student but it wasn't yeah. necessarily like school is a blissful place to be no I think I think a lot of women uh have hopefully it's changed now uh, a little bit but I think a lot of women growing up um you realize that maybe your value uh is not your looks pretty early on and so you decide to fall towards another place of value um and so for me I was like well um uh, a bunch of people around me are getting discovered as models and I'm not (laughs) so I'm gonna be smart and I always yeah. thought I was funny, but I think my sense of humor, what, and still sometimes I struggle with this, is like too deadpan. And so people uh-huh. didn't get it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess I'll just be like funny with my friends. And, um, and like I was very creative. Like I was always writing songs. Even I wrote my first song at like age four. Um, Love it. But like the thing that I was in school was smart and 
didn't really want to be there. I wasn't like uh, the nerdy kid raising her hand all the time. I was the kid that was like, if I get really good grades, I can get the hell out of this town and go yeah. to somewhere that's going to make me happier. So I was just like focused on that. And and that was my main my main goal. So where does because you were um, I know there's some stage fright happening, but there was also a lot of creativity coming mm-hmm. from you. How did those things reconcile or not reconcile um, when you were in high school? Were you performing at all? Were you doing the kind of musical theater thing, even with all the a little uh, bit nonsense? Yeah, I um, I went to um, I went to Hamilton, um, which is a music magnet. It's on Pico and Robertson, big public L.A. high school, but had like seven different magnets in it. And I went to the music academy. So I was developing stage fright during auditions, which um, I'm sure a lot of people deal with because auditions are so weird. They are not what it's like to actually be in a show. Um, And I really started developing, yeah, really bad stage fright then. And so I got, but for some reason, like it only extended to when I felt like people were being incredibly judgy and like clicky. And so yeah. the musical theater department was that way. And so I would always sort of like fail those auditions. I don't think I got cast into something until I was like a junior or senior. Um, mm. But the choirs felt more all embracing because you had to have a lot of people involved. And so mm-hmm. I got bumped up to the top choirs like halfway through my freshman year, which was like not um, normal. Um mm-hmm. And so I was like singing a lot. And then my favorite class was this class called electronic music, but it wasn't EDM. What they meant was like music made electronically. And Uh what you um, got to do is like you would take the class and you would learn how to use um, like back then it was like finale and like maybe an early version of logic or pro tools. You would learn how to use um, like music production and engineering software. And then you would make an eight track album. And so Mm. that class was so much fun. I I think I took it like three times. I made like three different albums. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. God, that's so amazing. I mean, that really is an example of like just having a situation where, you know, especially as a student, like if you're tasked with a bunch of stuff, it can be so hard to find time to learn to, you know, sort of self-teach mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so the the idea of it, yeah, like it feels like such a gift to go, oh, I made the right choice because this is a class. Like yes. I am here at the right time in the right place for this reason, this is not extracurricular. I'm not like blowing off my homework by doing this other thing I'm really interested in. I'm actually getting to do the thing I'm interested in. Yeah, that's huge. It it's was such a cool really feeling great. Person, and I'm it sure. was so clear to me like that that was something I wanted to do with my life because like in even though I was a good student and getting A's, I would do like the bare minimum in like my science and math classes. And I would like yeah. be literally, I would be sitting in the front row. The teacher could definitely see I was not paying attention, writing lyrics, like drawing <laughs> chord charts, like just completely spacing out. But as long as I did well on the test, they didn't care. They never called me out on it. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure they were just, yeah, they were probably just like, She's not bothering listen, anybody. We don't need, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And were you focusing on like sort of funny stuff um, when you were writing or were you doing a whole running the gamut of different Mm, styles of of music or or tones of um, emotionality in music I was definitely running the gamut I was like I loved funny stuff that's why I loved musical theater Um, and 
I was writing a lot of funny, clever lyrics, but also what was wonderful about the class where we had to make the albums is four of the tracks were like assigned genres. So the oh, f- what, cool. four of them, we could do whatever we wanted to, but uh. one of them had to be orchestral. One of them had to be like rock. One of them had to be world music. And so we were sort of oh. forced to play around with different kinds of sounds. So great. And that was really fun. And then I also took a class on like, scoring and composing for like video games and tv shows and that was really cool um i wish I that i do all of this i know today. i like wish that i'd done even more of this because i want it i just want to keep doing more of it in my life and there is less time now that i'm not like a full-time student so yeah yeah oh that's so amazing and were you uh was your did you have a primary instrument like was it piano or guitar or was it there anything was like that going on piano um and voice for sure and then eventually I picked up the guitar after uh high school after college actually um I always really wanted to learn guitar my grandpa my grandpa actually invented the wah guitar pedal wow yeah so fun little like family lineage there um and I like really wanted to learn how to use it and how to play guitar but it was like a series of unfortunate events where I'd I'd finally get a guitar that someone lent me and then I'd like need to travel somewhere and like a string would break or like one yeah. time I, ch- I tried to check it and it got broken. It just took me a while to, to teach myself guitar. I also think that like there is something very funny societally about the way that like men are taught to play instruments versus women are taught to play instruments like men are sort of taught like, hey, if you learn how to play certain kinds of instruments like you will get pussy. And Mm -hmm. women are sort of like not encouraged to do that. And um, my brother was in all the jazz bands and like the orchestras for the musicals. And I like I wish I had delved more. It just was not encouraged in these music academies to like there was like one or two women per class of band. I wish I'd done that more. Yeah, that's not a lot of gals at all. Where you see, I think you hear or see a little more representation, equal representation, like in the marching band, you know, or the Mm -hmm. orchestra. Um, But as soon as you start getting into more like niche. Yeah, jazz band. This is a a cool group. It's a pretty small select group. Yeah, then it's just all men. (laughs) Which kind of feels like sketch, that kind of feels like sketch. Yeah. In a way. Improv a little bit less so, but like definitely still to this day kind of sketch. Totally. and for anybody listening who's like wants to bump up against that, I totally understand. But I will say, I continue not. I continue to see a lot of like three guys and a girl yes. sketch groups. And I was in a three guys and a girl sketch group. And then it was like you know for a long time it was like, and what's radically different about this group is they're all women. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> like, oh my it was god. So, it was such a stunner and like so special and um, you know same thing. Like how fast would you notice if? most of the jazz bands at a school and and during your era of being there Mm -hmm. was like no no no. I mean everyone understands like it's primarily women um and then you'll have a a smattering of guys like that would feel really noteworthy yeah instead of just normal and I'm hoping it's changed uh, a little more since I was in high school but like it probably hasn't very much We'll see. Now I want to go. I need to yeah. go do some recon. Yeah. And uh, no one's going to think that's creepy. We're no. going to be knocking no, on each rehearsal door. <laughs> hey there. Um, I do a podcast. I'm sure you've heard that before. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. We're going to take a break. I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I. Hmm. Were you trying to put the name of the podcast there? 
Yeah, I'm trying to spell it, but it's tricky. Let me give it a try. Okay. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, call S-T-O-P-P-P-A-D-I. It'll never fit. No, it will. Let me try. If you need a laugh and you're on the go, try S-T-O-P-P-P-D-C-O-O. Oh, we are so close. Stop podcasting yourself. A podcast from MaximumFun.org. If you need a laugh and you're on the go. I'm Ify Wadiway, the host of Maximum Film. I'm Alonzo Duralde, also the host of Maximum Film. And I'm Drea Clark, yet another host of Maximum Film. Every week, we hosts huddle up. Usually with an illustrious guest. And we talk about films. We have film news. We have film quizzes. We answer your film questions. It's like the maximum amount of film talk. That's why we call it Maximum Maximum Film. Film. <laughs> Maximum Film, the movie podcast that's not just a bunch of straight white guys. New episodes weekly on MaximumFun.org. I want to get into this MASH game with you uh, yes. so that I can I- enjoy getting um, maybe some backstory on uh, any any choice you make that you want to expound upon. Obviously, I'm going to need to start out with something musical related. I think we'll probably be returning to that again and again. But um, let me start with, I mean, I feel like you probably, if you have ready-made answers or if you've been asked this before, I apologize. But Mm. I would love for you to off the cuff, knowing your answer could change tomorrow, think of three things that you would like to see or write a musical about that Mm. are you know they could be super low-key and seemingly you know not musical worthy but like yeah in this universe they absolutely are or it could Mm. be something huge whatever you want um okay so i mean one of them is uh an idea i've had for a long time that is kind of like my musical that i'm doing now um but like the musical i'm doing now is a one woman musical it's all the bathroom graffiti and it's just me in a bathroom trying to bond with the audience but like i really would like to write an ensemble musical that's like set in a dive bar that is all the stories of like who wrote that thing and why and who are they and why did they write it that day oh this is wonderful i knew this is gonna be a great category with you okay (laughs) yeah i love it all right okay we got dive bar and give me two more um I started writing a couple songs. One of my friends is uh, a prolific sleep talker. And I started writing um, uh, a couple songs that are just entirely composed of things she said in her sleep. And I would love to write like a crazy dream surrealist musical that's just sleep talking. Sleep talking, which is a great title in and of itself. Beautiful. Okay. All right. And what's your final one? Mm, this well, this is just going to be a joke answer, but um, great. I'm not a fan of the musical Cats, and mm-hmm. I think we should have a musical called Dogs, and I think it would be much yeah. more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> at least, at the very least, more butt sniffing. At yes. the very least, more, more butt, butt sniffing, sniffing. Mm-hmm. which we all know we need. More squirrel right. chasing. N- more more squirrel chasing uh next category i would love to do three places in the world that you would love to have another home if we could sort of teleport you there so it could be a vacation type home or it could be like bustling Mm -hmm. city type home whatever you want Ooh, that is a great and this is going to be your mansion apartment shack or house when 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 the fortunes decide um okay let's see um i'll probably say london 
just because I lived there for a while and I really love performing there and I love the culture there. I don't Ugh. think I could live there permanently, but it would be nice to have a property there. Yes. Um, I would also say New Zealand, um, oh. probably specifically Dunedin, which is just this tiny little town uh, that has a college in it. My friend is a playwriting professor there and I went to go How visit cool. her. Um, and is it, it on the just, North or South Island? It's on the South Island. Um, and it's Beautiful. just, it's very small and we hiked and we surfed and, um, yeah, it's just this beautiful little artsy little college town. Um, so I loved wonderful. that there. Um, and then probably like Thailand. Wonderful. I, I, oh no, you know what? I would do Vietnam. Oh. I would do Vietnam. Okay, wonderful. I uh, traveled around Southeast Asia um, by myself when I was 23, and I Ooh, really loved um, Hanoi and Ha Long Bay in Vietnam. It was beautiful. I feel like I saw the beach uh, too young and was like, uh, somehow that, have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio and Tilda Swinton, and it's um, a Danny Boyle movie. And he hears about this amazing beach off the coast. I think it is off the coast of Thailand, like mm-hmm. an island that you sort of have to swim under. Yeah. Cape. Anyway, it's a pretty, um, it's a, it's one of those movies where like, it's definitely not a perfect movie, mm-hmm. but I get sucked in to certain parts of it if for some reason someone's watching it or yeah. even all have the desire to see it. But it is very stressful. And <laughs> it, I think I, you know, that's one of those things where it was like, Oh, that's this is what happens to you, both good and bad, when mm. you're traveling by yourself. And, you know, I think I put so many restrictions, like fearful restrictions on myself at the age where I was supposed to be too stupid to do that. Do you know what I mean? And actually totally. like, live a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was scary. I went with my my oldest friend, Sammy, because um, she had two weeks off. Uh, she works in finance. And then I was a teacher at the time. So I just stayed traveling around by myself for like eight more weeks. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um, you said Vietnam. That reminded me of delicious food. We do have the category of three foods that you can have. In this reality, they are not harming the environment, yourself, uh, mm. an animal, however you feel about the kind of ethos of all of that. Um, in this reality, all of that is stripped bare. It's totally harmless and good for you, even if it's, Great. you know, 15 I love this reality. I'd love to live so, here. Yeah. Yeah. So three things you can have. We'll give them to to you at the snap of your fingers whenever you feel like it. Okay. Um, I'd love a nice steak and eggs breakfast. Love a steak and eggs breakfast. Um, I think I love the old classic parent trap peanut butter and Oreos. (laughs) Love that. (laughs) Yes. Um, And then... Maybe like a, yeah, I do love like a Indian curry. Great. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, great. Uh, Next category, got to get into some romance. It is MASH after all. Mm -hmm. All due respect to your wonderful partner (laughs) in this reality. Anyone, any era, fictional character, cartoon, don't care, sky's the limit. Wow. Okay. Three. Um, Let's see. I don't know why my first answer was Simba, but like, you know, when you're he, not, yes, you're not alone. I know I'm not alone. So there you go. Simba. Um, yeah. I know he just got married, but <laughs> Chris Evans. Always I'm just still laughing about Simba. Oh, oh yeah. Delightful. Seems like yeah, a really nice guy. 
Yep. Um, and then my ultimate celebrity crush is Andy Samberg. Also, I'm bi. I don't know why I didn't name any women, but that's what came to my head immediately. Okay. Well, I respect that. <laughs> and unfortunately, this next category is going to be women. So we're going to put you in a thruple. Yay! Uh, or, or just alternate universe. Like, you could just, you know, no, you don't have to share anybody with anybody. It could just mm-hmm. be you. But, you know, two independent relationships. Now you can give me gals. Wonderful. Gals. Um, gals, gals, gals. I feel like I should go with Nala now just to balance so it out. <laughs> I was so hoping. We got to get this pride going. We right? got to get the pride of lions in this lovely relationship. Um, I wish I had prepared for this. I feel like I'm totally blanking oh, no, out. That's now. part of the fun, but it is, it's, it, that's the cruelest I get is this is all wish fulfillment, but it is a very spur of the moment. Mm-hmm, so yeah. there's the, that's the bitter that goes with the sweet. Um, Am I so wait, am I in a relationship with a romantic relationship you with this what? woman? It's, it this is romantic, um, but you know, it doesn't have to be long lasting. Like if you want to throw someone in here that you'd like to have a little one night stand mm-hmm. with, you know, some character that you're like, I don't need to be like connected, attached to this person long term, but they're yes. very sexy and I would love to just have a good time mm-hmm. for a night, like that absolutely is also what this category is for. Nice. I know I said I was putting you in a thruple. I'd absolutely withdraw that. No, I just I like want to say Taylor Swift because I love her music so much and I want to be her best friend, but I don't want her to write a terrible song about me <laughs> if we broke up. But I still think I'm going to say her because I think it's worth Great. it. Great. Tay Tay. Great. <laughs> um, and then I've been really loving Michelle Buteau lately. I just watched oh, her sure. new TV show and... Maybe that's weird because she's like a friend of a friend of a friend, and I've met her before. That's but she's a, it's a flattering compliment. Yeah. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna turn their nose up at that. That's great. Um, great choices all. Uh, next category: three movies uh, that you can jump into and uh, live in that space whenever you want. You're not reliving the plot. You're just in that realm with those oh, people. Man, to your heart's content. The Princess Bride. Great. Also, Enchanted. Great. And I kind of want to be animated. Um, let's go yeah. with uh, The Little Mermaid. That seems Great. fun. I want to swim underwater. Yes. Okay. I applaud that choice. Um, all right. Next category. I have so many different ways I want to go, and I only have two categories left. So I really am I'm having to be very careful about this. <laughs> um Let's do a collaboration with someone who, uh, for whatever reason, it's unlikely that you will ever get to collaborate with. I guess I'm like, I, I guess I'm sort of saying this person might be dead or mm. non or 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 an imaginary person, mm-hmm, a character mm-hmm. from something. But um, but either way, we're going to get three people that you get to make a thing with. And it could be, you know, a musical. You don't even have to know what it is. You mm-hmm. could just be like, I want to make something with that person. Cool. That's a. I love this category. Um, okay, good. I'd love to make something with Bo Burnham. Great. Um, I think that, that would feels be super like it will fun. happen. <laughs> that seems like it's on the way. Um, I would love to now. I now I want to switch Taylor Swift to this category. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanna, can do that. Let me do a little Swift talk. Yes, and I want to put great. Phoebe Bridgers in the other category. Great, 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 great. Wonderful. Um. Okay. So Bo Burnham, Taylor Swift, and I'd love to do. Something with Flight of the Concords. Okay. Well, all of these things feel like they could really happen. So we're just <laughs> manifesting now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. Great. Great. Um, okay. And then final category. 
Let us do... Okay. I would love to... Be, okay, because you are fascinated with... And I'm not... I'm By the way, talk about not knowing what you're about to say. I have not <laughs> articulated this even to my own brain. This mm-hmm. is coming out as I'm saying it. But this idea of you being interested in the moments that people are spending people you don't know are spending these kind of weird intimate moments Mm -hmm. in this weird intimate space, like feeling compelled to draw or write or express in some way. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if it would appeal to you to sort of have inside information about three things. Do you know what I mean? It could be one of life's great mysteries, Mm -hmm. or it could simply be like, I would love to whenever I wanted to, like, you know, dead zone style like touch a bit of graffiti and literally be able to see the past of exactly what was happening in that moment do you know what I mean so like three things like that wow okay so fly on the wall things okay yeah um I definitely man I wish I could touch a piece of graffiti and but I would like want to I would want to go through that person's 24 hours great that's like 24 hour graffiti you know what that means by the way, I love that I spent five minutes trying to explain the category and you're like, oh, fly on the wall category? Great. No, no, no. But I, I like that you like you did the touch on the wall. You explained it more so it made more. And I had time oh, to think of things. Um, this is so interesting because part of me wants to like be present for a great work of art being made. I love watching things go through all their iterations. But mm-hmm. I also feel like there's been so many podcasts and interviews and people actually talking about that process. Um, So I'm more interested in the secret stuff. Um, I guess I I guess let's go with the big one. You know, I want to have witnessed the Big Bang. I want to go back to the beginning of time. Wonderful. And then I don't know, I guess uh, I guess I wish I could like be a fly on the wall at the Oval Office or something. I want to sure. know like what's going on. Maybe maybe I just want to know what really happened with the Kennedy assassination, you know? Great, great, <laughs> great, great. It is still such a hot topic. I know. Like I just skimmed past something about it in the New York Times yesterday, it's right? It was like wild. so-and-so goes back on the like so-so denies the magic bullet theory that blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. God, we are still We're arguing still about this. still talking about this. Wow. And I sort of like, I think... I'm not as it's I'm not someone that's like a huge buff of of history of that time, but I sort yeah. of like feel like I want to know what I want to be on the fly out on the wall there so I can like just end it once and for all and we can stop 100%. talking about it. A hundred percent. What a gift. What yeah. a gift to us. So many people. You're going to disappoint so many people no I matter what know. the truth is. So many people are going to be like, what? Aww. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Wild, 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 wild. Okay, um, give me a word that helps describe um, the feeling that you have uh, when you're sort of you've got that ticklish idea for a new song. Oh, um, ticklish is such a good word for it, though. Um, you want to use that? Like, yeah, it's like a little tickle. Great. That's just you and me connecting on a yeah. cellular level. Uh, because okay, that's great. better than itch. I was going to say itch, but it's a fun itch. So it's a tickle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little giddy. Yeah. A little giddy. Okay, great. Um, all right. While I, uh, you know, of course, engaged the powers of the universe mm-hmm. to create this MASH world for mm-hmm. you, um, I would love to 
call back uh, your your show that you says you've just opened. Uh, and I'm so delighted that you took some time away from that because that is, I know, all consuming uh, <laughs> to do the podcast. And then anything else that you would like to point people towards of yours or, you know, social sure. media, whatever, whatever you would like. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I described the show at the beginning. Um, it's uh, it's been really fun. People have sent me bathroom graffiti. Uh, I get maybe like 50 DMs a day. Um, which is a fun game to play because if you don't follow each other, uh, you have to consent to see the image. And uh-huh. so I like to play dick pic or illustrated dick pic. And, yes. Um, oh, almost, no. Have there been? Not really anymore. Um, okay. In fact, all of my pictures these days that people send me are like 99.9% bathroom graffiti. Um, so, yeah, uh-huh. I just would say to listeners, if you're in New York, my Broadway show is... Uh, or off Broadway show rather it's not on Broadway yet I'm manifesting again (laughs) yeah um so it's running for two more weeks and then I'm going to tour it around so let me know if you want me to tour it to your city and then if you just don't go to shows or you want a digital version or you want to watch some of the songs um my instagram and my tiktok and my youtube are the best place to do that and my handle on everything is the caitlin cook okay wonderful i'm so close give me one second sure i'll spell my name since some people spell it wrong (laughs) perfect uh it's the caitlin cook caitlin is spelled c-a-i-t-l-i-n the irish way not the stripper way which i said once Uh on a date and then he said so not like my sister and I didn't get a second uh, date. <laughs> sorry, guy. Whoops. Sorry, guy. It's weird that you what? went on a date sorry, with someone guy, with the same sister. name as your sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put that right back on you, buddy. Yeah, that's your fault. <laughs> okay. Well, I am very excited about this. This is a, this is a, speaking of ticklish, I will say this is a very, there's just a lot of very fun, like, I love the energy of this. Um, and, and by that, I mean, I will start with the two things that are perhaps the most ticklish to me, uh, which is your collaboration with the flight of the Concords yes, and your ability to jump into the princess bride yes. whenever you so desire that, Ideal. that right there, if nothing else, I'm really excited if about this. nothing else good came of this mash game. That is solid. Yes. But so much more came okay. out of it. Um, I look, and, and listen, I don't know. You, you can own this concept on your own, but I also feel like I could very easily see your collaboration with the Concords kind of working alongside your dive bar musical. Mm. That feels like it in and of itself. I, they could bring a weird, great deadpan, you know, their own brand I feel like they're playing, to what you have. That's a great harmony. They're playing music in the bar yes. as the story happens. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is very exciting. So that's happening. Uh, you also have a beautiful apartment in Vietnam oh, that fantastic. you can teleport yourself to whenever you want. Amazing. Um, again, I do feel that uh, both Vietnamese and Thai food are maybe the best mm. foods in the world so for true. their many flavors. But sometimes you just want PB and Oreos. <laughs> so rest assured, whether you are there, here, anywhere, you can have an unlimited supply of peanut butter and Oreos yes. at zero expense to yours or anyone else's health or, well, or well-being. So that's that's phenomenal. Um, very excited for all of us that you have finally put to rest the mystery of the Kennedy assassination. Oh, no. <laughs> 
I am afraid to say it is no longer a mystery. You have brought the entire thing to light. Hilarious. So let's all focus on something else now. <laughs> and that just leaves us with the last two in the romance category. I'm feeling real excited about this. Mm. Not only do you have uh, a, a pretty great relationship with, and in this universe, unfortunately, he never meets his other partner, uh, and you never meet yours, Chris Evans. So yes. you and Chris Evans have a, a wonderful thing going but I, that's not stopping you from also in some uh, environment, some way, somehow having uh, a real smoky relationship with Nala. <gasps> very yes. exciting. I love this. Very, this very exciting. So I, I think you got the best of all of it. I think you got the best of all of it. But I do want you to do the sleep talking uh, musical <laughs> because that I've I've. That has sat with me ever since you said it. It's like such I really a great want idea. to. I have written two songs and I feel like she's given me so many more lyrics uh-huh. and there's just so <laughs> much wealth there to build off of. I love it. I love it. Um, Caitlin, thank you so much thank for, for doing me. the podcast. Everybody, uh, please find uh, Caitlin. Support her in all the ways. Certainly go see the show if you are able to and in that area. Um, feel free to get yourself to that area. I don't yes. want to recommend you hitchhike, but any other safe way. And you see that if show you DM me a picture of bathroom graffiti and ask for a discount yes. code, I will get. I will Ooh. DM you back a discount code for tickets. That's a that's a fun, tasty way to uh, mm-hmm. end it. I can't believe I just described something as tasty. That's the first and last time I'm ever going to do that. I feel awful about it. Um, that was awful. And that's the way I like to end the podcast, with just an awful moment where I say an expression I that's it. like super bro-y. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for this tasty episode, Kate. Yeah, bro. This has been awesome. Uh, over and out. Bye. <laughs> The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember when we could save kittens from trees? Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artist-owned shows. Supported. Directly. By you.